Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, a web-only program from Radio New Zealand Sport. I'm Murray Williams. In this program, Barry Guy, Stephen Hewson and I will review the 2010 sporting year, which has been a pretty good one for New Zealand, with the exception of the cricketers' winless run in Bangladesh and India. Let's hope the Black Caps' new coach, John Wright, can do something about that. After all the publicity about unfinished venues and substandard athletes' accommodation, the Delhi Commonwealth Games were more successful than many predicted. So were the All-Whites in football's first World Cup in Africa, even if South Africa's wound up with more big stadiums than it needs and debts it doesn't need. And the World Rowing Championships at Lake Karapiro showcased one of New Zealand's most consistently successful sports. A record 10 medals, 3 gold, 3 silver and 4 bronze, and a record attendance of 66,771. Once again, the All Blacks have wound up the year before the World Cup as favourites after losing only once, finishing the Tri-Nations unbeaten and completing another Grand Slam, and we'll look at the lessons the coaches appear to have learned from last time. And after winning Rugby League's World Cup in Brisbane two years ago, the Kiwis did it again in the Four Nations final there. The nominations for the 2010 Halberg Awards are a good starting point. 71 of them and the judges have to whittle that list down to 12 finalists before the overall winners are announced in mid-February. So where to start? I guess, what about football, Stephen? I think for Team of the Year, I think it will be the All Whites, given they went unbeaten. Sportsman of the Year, Ryan Nelson, obviously becomes a, a leading contender and he'll push possibly, I think, the likes, the likes of uh, Richie McCaw and he may well get it simply because of the All Whites and their unbeaten run, first time ever they've gone unbeaten. In fact, they were the only team that went unbeaten at that Football World Cup. Ricky Herbert, therefore, by default, I suppose, comes into contention of that coach of the year. I mean, the only question mark I'd have over him as, as coach is that I was rather disappointed in that last game with, what, 20 minutes to go. They knew that a draw was not going to be good enough to get them through, and they needed needed a goal. And rather than take the offensive option, Ricky Herbert took the defensive one. He brought on a defender uh, rather than even just chasing that, that, that goal that may have snuck them through to the, the next round albeit at the expense of, of losing that, that sort of uh, unbeaten record. So that was a little disappointing and showed, I think, just how conservative a, a coach Ricky Herbert is. So you feel the World Cup, uh, three draws, you know, not winning matches, but getting there deserves uh, the accolade? I think it does, given that it was only the second time that we were there. Uh, we were the only unbeaten team, and, uh, that, uh, and football is, I mean, it's one of the few, I suppose, truly international games around, especially in that list that we've got for the for the uh, for the Halberg words. I mean the the All Blacks, fantastic year, but they did have that, that loss against Australia, I suppose, blotted the, the copybook a little bit and presumably uh, twenty eleven will uh, be the big test for them, won't it, with the the rugby world cup of course. Murray followed uh, the league a bit this year, uh 
And uh, while they didn't perform well, they performed in the matches that counted, Murray, didn't the Kiwis uh, coming through in the, in the Four Nations? They did indeed, and I guess uh, they could regard Brisbane as, a, as home turf these days. And uh, two wins there, World Cup and now the, uh, the Four Nations, and that was uh, nice to see them beating the Australians and doing it when it matters, unlike the All Blacks. So let's hope that all changes in Auckland in about a year. I suppose, as Stephen has mentioned, uh, does it come down to results? Because you'd have to put the Kiwis in there. The Silver Ferns lost that series to Australia, but they won the Commonwealth Games uh, gold medal. We also had Joel King and Jacqueline Hawks winning a squash gold medal. And we had uh, rowers at the All Whites, as I say, and the All Blacks almost going through uh, unbeaten. I, I can't see really anyone else coming out as a... None of the, the finalists for the team. Yeah, no. The, the problem you have, of course, is when you, you come to the Commonwealth Games, is that they're, they're exactly that, and and trying to measure the level of competition, it's not at the top tier, is it? When it comes to international level, I mean, the, the Commonwealth Games, while we did uh, or New Zealand did well with, the, with its medal hall, I mean, there's very few sports there that that are truly, I suppose, uh, had the leading contenders from around the world. I mean, the netball obviously did, but again, it comes down to pretty much as usual, New Zealand versus Australia. It's a, a, a two two horse race. And the Black Ferns actually uh, won the Rugby Award for the Team of the Year ahead of the All Blacks, also. So. Uh, Okay, you're going for the All Whites, perhaps, for Team all, of the Year? All Whites for Team of the Year. I would probably agree with um, maybe the Kiwis not far behind. Murray? I'd go with that. And just, uh, I, I was in at the, Hel- not the Helberg Awards, I was at the uh, the Rugby Awards dinner the other night when the Black Ferns were named Team of the Year. And there were a lot of um, intakes of breath. And around the table where I was, all the rugby writers were all muttering things about political correctness. But I quite enjoyed it because I thought it was a better story than the All Blacks winning it yet again. And they've won the they've yet to lose a World Cup match. And all Blacks can't say that. I, I suppose the interesting thing with the Rugby Award was that Kieran Reid was named the, the overall top player, but uh, Richie McCall was named the IRB Player of the Year. Yeah, and Kieran Reid was a, a little bit um, taken aback by that. But there were quite a few people who were tipping that Kieran Reid would Kieran Reed would get that award on the basis of his year, I and mean, he's basically nailed the number eight position. There's no arguments now about who's going to be the number eight next year. The sportsman nominations: you've got Ryan Nelson, we've already discussed. Mark Paston, the uh, the luckless All Whites goalie who's out of action again. Richie McCaw, as we've mentioned, Kieran Reid, Mahi Drysdale didn't get a uh, gold at the uh, World Championships, but he got a silver. Benji Marshall, pretty successful Kiwis captain, and Brendan McCullum, the uh, the Black Caps. I don't know the cricketers' uh, efforts in India and Bangladesh won't have done his uh, cause any good. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, the, that was one of the, I suppose, the disasters, wasn't it, of, of twenty ten? The, the the Black Caps. I, I think Ryan Nelson, given the way the All Whites uh, did go, um, maybe Mark Mark Paston as well get a look in. It was. His penalty save that, that got them there, although that was the, the previous year, of course. And he, but he did have a standout uh, football World Cup campaign in South Africa. Bit of a yeah, bit of a uh, I suppose uh, maybe not so clear cut in my mind, at least anyway, when it comes to that that, that sportsman of the year. But I, I think I'll, I'll give Ryan Nelson the nod there. I stand corrected here, but I can't see a Commonwealth Games gold medalist in the uh, finalists there. Uh, uh, Benji Marshall, rugby league. Uh, he got he picked up one of the rugby league awards uh, for the year. He probably would have to be a, a finalist, also. I would say cricketers. Uh, uh, Stephen could mention that, but uh, perhaps no, no one that that stood out there. But some very good sort of general uh, uh, performances. But normally you expect like a gold medalist Olympic Commonwealth Games to be there amongst a few others. But th- there's not 
really someone that stands out in, in my opinion. Now there's one gold medal that we may have had in the road cycling if Greg Henderson hadn't taken his wife's advice and decided not to go to Delhi because we, uh, Hayden Ralston got the silver there, that, a great ride and my, one of my favourite performances of the whole game wasn't a medalist and isn't on the list but that was Gordon McCauley in the road race who turned in a really big breakaway effort with a chap from Northern Ireland that I was uh, caught my eye anyway. The sportswomen of the year award, we've got Valerie Adams, the shot putter, obviously another strong contender. Again, Nikki Hamblin from Athletics. You've got the Silver Ferns captain, Casey Williams, one of my favourite netballers, and rower Emma Twigg. So I guess on that list, you'd have to put Valerie Adams at the top, albeit uh, she's having a lot of problems with uh, finalising who's going to be coaching her. It, it is an interesting one. Changed coaches twice this year and had perhaps her best performance in the very last uh, international meeting that she competed in uh, in Europe, where she uh, won with her best throw in quite a, quite a while, and she beat her Belarusian opponent who'd had the best of her all year. So I did have some concerns for her during the year with her uh, the way things were going for her, but changing of technique and the, and the likes and, and the coaches, but I think perhaps she is back on track heading into an uh, important year of the, the year out from the, uh, the Olympic Games. So, uh, uh, yeah, good performance for her. She uh, won in uh, Delhi for the Commonwealth Games there, so would possibly be one of my leading contenders, uh, perhaps along with uh, Joel King, who won two gold medals in Delhi, also two of the obvious standouts. It, an, an issue uh, that I have quite often is uh, individuals within the team, um, although we have had... Irene Van Dyke before I think picking up the Sportswoman of the Year, so it's you know it, it has happened before. Um, Casey Williams, Stephen. Yeah, I mean I, I suppose she'll be a, a contender. I think from from that list, I think. I mean, I was very pleased to see Nikki Hamblin's performance at that Commonwealth Games because it was very very competitive and nice to see. Uh, I suppose the sort of the, the women um, doing doing sort of the, the Nick Willis effort and actually coming through and, and New Zealand being having a contender, albeit someone who sort of popped up from England in the last year or two. That, but there was someone in a, in a black singlet, uh, a middle distance contender, and, and the way that and the guts that she showed to to perform. I mean, she didn't didn't win gold, but uh, it was a standout performance. But I, I think uh, Valerie Adams will will uh, be be the winner in that category. Um, Casey Williams, I mean, she she led the team very well, and the Silver Ferns did very well to come back and win that gold medal and sort of double overtime after. As you mentioned earlier, the way that that series against Australia had gone, they certainly didn't inspire us with confidence heading into the the, the Delhi Games. But they showed that they had the mental toughness that perhaps it's been the Australians that have shown that they are mentally tougher in the past. But the Silver Ferns, I think, can justly feel they now maybe have the, the ascendancy when it comes to the the top two inches. And I guess you could uh, apply much the same uh, sort of logic to the Sevens team coming from behind to beat Australia in the final there, and uh, still to lose in the uh, sevens at the Commonwealth Games. So Gordon Titchens was another surprise winner in the uh, Rugby Awards Coach of the Year. I quite like uh, Stephen Kearney's chances in the Coach of the Year, actually, for Rugby League for the Kiwis. He's obviously got has got what it takes, although he'll be tested next year when he's looking after the Parramatta and the NRL. But uh, I quite like what, what he did with that. Uh, we go back to uh, the World Cup, though, uh, Ricky Herbert. I, I know Stephen is uh, probably keen keen on him. And Dick Tonks is, uh, what, forever there. I think he's there every year helping out the rowers. Yeah, no, I don't know if I'm actually keen on, on Ricky Herbert. I, I'd see the all-whites getting the team, but I'm not completely convinced that he necessarily deserves it. A lot of people will obviously not agree with that. And I'm, and I'm inclined to, to go with you, Barry, that, that Stephen Kearney possibly 
deserves that that recognition because uh, of what he's done. And maybe that stems from not only just this year, and, and I know we are supposed to only sort of discuss it this year, but I'm sure there will be an element of what he has done with that team over the last year or two. You could also look at Stephen Kearney's chances would be enhanced by that game in Brisbane, but also probably damaged a little bit by the way the Kiwis capitulated in that double-header international at Eden Park when they got well and truly thrashed. So you balance that out. And I still a bit of a soft spot for Dick Tonks when you look at the consistency of rowing over them all the years as a sport and the number of medals it picks up. Okay, Australians will say it's a sitting-down sport and you don't have to run. But... We do so well at it so often, and there were things like a, a, a young eights team coming fifth in the final. We haven't had an eights in the final for for years, and it's they're basically all nineteen and twenty year olds. So maybe we're going to see an eight at the uh, twenty twelve London Olympics. I suppose what that therefore shows is that again, there's no possible sort of standout uh, contender, um, which maybe therefore ends up with Graham Henry winning by default, which is maybe often the case with New Zealand sport that you end up if you're not sure, you toss it to the, to the All Blacks. Which, well, next year will be the All Blacks' turn, I hope. Well, exactly, <laughs> but you know, given there is no standout contender, that but like you say, Murray, that may well take a, you know, play a part. And uh, there's all sorts of things that go on in the, the the voting panel's mind, given you've got such a a large bunch of people that from you know, a, a various backgrounds uh, that uh, various things uh, come into contention, with, rightly or wrongly. Indeed, and I guess that uh, with the same thing will apply to the uh, the teams award, all whites, all blacks, the uh, men's and women's hockey teams. You've got Hamish Bond and Eric, Money, uh, Eric Murray on the uh, in rowing, Silver Ferns and the Kiwis. Again, uh, I'm glad I'm not a judge. What moments or moments stand out for you, Stephen and, and Barry, in terms of something that you were going to look back and say, that was, that was the pick of the year for me? Well, I can tell you one or two things that won't be the pick of 2010, and that was certainly the Black Caps' performance. Uh, it sort of lurched from disaster to disaster. I mean, uh, we're on the, or the Black Caps are on the uh, what, an 11-match losing streak on the one-day format of the game. Whitewash in Bangladesh, whitewash in... India in the one day series but amidst all that they they drew two oh they drew two tests against India which was quite an achievement because Australia were only there a month or so before them and lost the series 2-0 the Black Caps lost the series 1-0 but in the test matches they showed that they do have it and that's again the frustrating thing with this Black Caps side the talent is obviously there but there's seems to be no way of absolutely harnessing it to to pro, uh, provide consistency We've got John Wright as the new coach now, just in the past day or two. And that comes on the back of, what, two coaches, Mark Greatpatch and Andy Moles, who both lasted less than a, than a year on the job. I mean, it um, seems to be the players lose games, but coaches lose their job. So all we can do is wish John Wright all the, all the very best because he's going, to, he's going to need it. Again, though, he's had five years with the Indians, 2000 to 2005, and I mean, that's a, an environment that... Uh, also seems to chew up and spit out coaches, but he he did that admirably, and uh, we can only hope that he uh, has the same sort of success with the New Zealand cricket team. You'd have to wonder why it took so long for New Zealand cricket to reach a conclusion that a lot of people would have thought was an obvious one. Well, the problem with John Wright, yeah, I mean, these the problem with John Wright is uh, he has a reputation of very, being very disorganised and possibly needs someone there to that can sort of work on on that type of thing. Um, I, I still struggle with this whole idea of sort of blaming coaches to this degree. I mean, obviously they do play a part, but it, it comes back to the, the players, and I, I really struggle to get past that. That uh, I still think we've possibly got the, the best 
players in that group, but uh, the coaches can't go out on the field and do it. You know, they can't score runs, they can't take wickets, they can't take catches, and I think we get a little bit too caught up in the whole, you know, changing the, the coach. I look back at the Football World Cup, and while it was great to have the All-Whites there, I didn't think the tournament itself lived up to previous tournaments. Uh, it lacked some uh, exciting games, and uh, the final between the Netherlands and Spain wasn't much to inspire people, but uh, perhaps the right team came out on top. And after the Super 14 competition earlier in the year, it was uh, quite you know a lot of uh, doom and gloom as far as New Zealand rugby was concerned, but the way the All Blacks came out in that very first match against South Africa in Auckland, they won 32-12. It sort of set the year, and the All Blacks uh, retained a great standard all throughout the year. So perhaps that's a, a, a memory from 2010 for me. That, yeah, that, that was great, wasn't it? It was the style of, of play that was um, such a such a great thing to watch. Not only the winning, as they did, uh, all bar one, but the, the absolute style and flair that was on yeah. show. And... Uh, putting on show, I thought Lake Karapiro for the Rowing World Championships looked fantastic and the New Zealanders did well. But it, we, in the Helberg Awards, have this new, what's it called, a moment or memory, a, a sporting moment from the year. And, uh, well, most people I've spoken to, it's the end of the netball final at the Commonwealth Games and it went on and on and on and then all of a sudden the went in and the hugging and everything went, you know, I, perhaps that's going to be... For me, uh, one of the lasting memories of the year is the, the joy and excitement uh, after that. So I'll, I'll put my two cents on that, perhaps. That would be one of mine as well. And also the, the crowd at the Rowing World Championships, the, the, the support the New Zealanders got as they came down the, the stretch in front of the, the stands there, I thought as, as an event it was particularly well organised. And I think they got the record attendance for a, any world championship of around 66,000 so when you throw that into the mix with the record haul of medals and the way the event went off pretty much without a hitch as far as I could see that would be up there with uh, with my memorable moments the Eden Park watching the way the All Blacks started and finished against the Springboks and although they did lose one game it shouldn't be forgotten that the kid who scored the winning try in Hong Kong came from Teatitu he's a New Ze- born in New Zealand went to Australia as a teenager I think uh, one moment that's going to stick with me is actually the uh, women's hockey team from the, the Commonwealth Games and the, tense, uh, the, the tenseness that was involved in that, uh, that medal match. And while they didn't, uh, they didn't win, um, it, was, it was great to watch. And not being sort of uh, an avid hockey watcher, um, that was uh, that, that sort of certainly a moment that sticks with me and the, uh, just the sheer desperation and the, the whole 100% that the team had obviously given. It was a, a great sporting match to, to, to watch. Yeah, given that they weren't expected to get to the final and uh, they almost beat Australia. And next year we've got the Super 15 starting and on the rugby side of things and then of course towards the end of the year, the World Cup. So your expectations there obviously would be All Blacks in the final and finally winning after, what is it, how many years since, since yeah. 1987? Yeah, well I think basically when, when we hit January everything's going to be, 2011's going to be Rugby World Cup, Rugby World Cup, and I think uh, come come the end of the competition, I think we'll all be Rugby World Cupped out. But that's certainly going to be be it. Um, I know uh, the Prime Minister, I think, keeps referring to it as the third biggest sporting event in the world, which it's not. And while we might be all wrapped up in it, it's uh, it's about the fifth or sixth. I think it sort of trundles along about there. But it's going to be a huge thing for for New Zealand, and I think uh, this whole the whole f- stadium of four million, I think, will. Uh, 
hopefully see uh, New Zealanders get right behind it, and I think it will be a it will be a fantastic event. Uh, the All Blacks have since Cardiff in that quarter final, I think, learnt uh, matured somewhat and learnt how to win matches, and they've got the leadership there. Of course, that doesn't mean anything, and it doesn't mean that they're going to win, but I think perhaps uh, the players on the field are in a better position to win the World Cup this time. The biggest fear is going to be injury, isn't it? I mean, not about who... There's a, there's two players that need to be there, Richie McCaw and Dan Carter, in that order. If Richie McCaw gets injured and is out of the Rugby World Cup, it's going to be an absolute struggle for the All Blacks. Maybe they'll cope a little bit better if Dan Carter's not there, but he still needs to be there as well. But, I mean, that's got to be the, the biggest, biggest concern behind uh, for, for any coach, and Graham Henry especially, is if Richie McCaw's not there, uh, the uh, it all evens up a bit. I think the, the All Blacks certainly don't then stand out as the, the huge favourites they might be. And uh, teams don't perform in New Zealand as well, overseas teams. So hopefully with uh, those four million people behind the All Blacks, um, those teams, you know, the South Africans don't perform as well here, that'll be in their favour also Well let's hope so because the thought of being in New Zealand in October November after the All Blacks haven't won the World Cup isn't one that I'd like to <laughs> Oh we're getting used to it now Murray you know, it's been going on for a few years now that they've you know, Yeah but not we, at, we, home. We survived, not at we home We survived a quarter final loss Yeah well that's true but let's hope that uh, we don't have a repeat That's our look back at 2010 Feedback's welcome via sport at radionz.co.nz and you can get the latest sports news anytime on our website. I'm Murray Williams. Bye for now. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.